0: All right, Ivan, time to start answering some questions. Misha, you have to drink first? Uh, No. I see. Vodka not for boys. That's not it. It's it's just... Just give me that bottle. (laughs) Vodka not for boys. Look, this isn't a drinking contest. It's an interrogation. You're not answering our questions. You have not asked. Oh, hello there. Welcome to another episode of That's So Random, a random movie podcast. I'm Heath Lambert. Joining me for the, the, who knows how many times, (laughs) a lot, Chris Lambert is here. Uh, We're going to talk about a movie that I'm actually shocked we didn't watch a bunch when we were kids. Because the time frame is right yeah
1: i, I, don't I have know. some some vague memory of hearing about this movie way back then but but very vague
0: yeah i think i remember that it's existing but i don't think i ever saw it it's not like a flight of the navigator or you <laughs> know like it's in that kind of group of movies but it's just not one we watched i guess uh ruskies or ruskies how do you say it ruskies right from so. 1987, directed by a fellow named Rick Rosenthal, who directed Halloween 2 and Halloween Resurrection. <laughs> we like, took a long Halloween break and then came back. And <laughs> also, two episodes of Buffy and seven episodes of Smallville. So, you know. Strange. Yeah. I had those exact same notes. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad. <laughs> Well, you go through the IMDb and you're like, don't care, don't care, no one will care. Oh, okay. People will care about that. (laughs) And uh, written by a guy named Sheldon Letich, who wrote and directed a whole bunch of Jean-Claude Madame movies and Rambo 3, I think. So Mm -hmm. uh, they have some thoughts about Russia, (laughs) I guess, (laughs) all things considered. So this movie opens with, Peter Billingsley and Leaf Phoenix, and if you're wondering, that's a Phoenix I've never heard of. That's because it's Joaquin Phoenix before he decided <laughs> Leaf was a silly name. Yeah, that whole, yeah, the whole family was because you had River Phoenix, Leaf Phoenix, Summer Phoenix, who's his little sister, who's also in this movie. I feel like playing there's, his little
1: sister. Yeah,
0: yeah, which they also did in like some episodes of Murder She Wrote or something. Like they were like quite the little duo. Yeah, there's like two other Phoenixes. I feel like I'm forgetting, <laughs> but. It's interesting to me that you would change the first name and not the last. Because I could see Leaf being a name. Phoenix, it's impossible that that's anyone's actual real last name. Right? You would think. Like, it can't be. The family must have changed. No one's... (laughs) No one's last name is Phoenix. That's bananas. Maybe. I don't know. But we've got these two. They are Danny and Adam. There's also their other friend, Jason, who is... Uh, African American boy but hasn't, he was in like this and one other thing and then never again so. And they are reading Sergeant Slammer comic but bo- Well the thing they're reading is in a comic like there's lots of Sergeant Slammer comic books but he must have branched out into other media because this is like a storybook with like text on one side and a picture on the other. It's not a comic so but there are a lot of Sergeant Slammer comics and life size standees and <laughs> pretend jetpack men So, I didn't realize he was supposed to be Sergeant Slammer. Like, do you remember? I wonder if you remember this. The mall in Kansas City, when we were little kids, once a year, I I think I saw it twice, but I feel like once a year for a couple years, they had a guy dressed as Spider Man and a guy dressed as a Green Goblin. And the Green Goblin guy was on like a wire and he was like flying around and he's chasing the Spider Man around in this little. They had like this little. um, In the middle of the mall. What's the word for it? Not a. Atrium? Yeah, but like almost like a little stadium seating thing like it was like a divot yeah, like it yeah. went down like there's a roman word for that <laughs> what is it but yeah <laughs> you didn't have to have tickets for anything a it or anything you just like walk by and be like oh shit there's spider-man but yeah so there's some guy at, the, at some points in the movie who will be dressed as sergeant slammer as well so he's a real he's the superman of this universe I guess then we see a Russian boat just off the coast of this is Florida in the middle of a storm. There's, they're arguing because they're supposed to be picking up a device from some sort of American trader or something on the shore. And they came all this way, I guess, from Russia to get it, or at least Cuba, I don't know. but But it's too dangerous. You see the guy in his truck with the headlights on the shore, like waiting for them with a big crate that's not stealthy at all like i don't know the top no. secret military things should have their name like print stenciled across the crate because it says <laughs> what is it the C-
1: like Surveillacon. <laughs> yeah. like that's
0: i wonder what that is <laughs> but he they, sees they
1: pretzels yeah
0: <laughs> he sees them having trouble and's like oh no nope, peace out and just leaves but our guy misha Kind of the hero of the movie and his buddy Boris or Boris and a couple other guys are in a raft. They're going to go to shore and get this thing. The raft overturns. Misha wakes up on the beach and no one else is in sight. So where did they get washed to? <laughs> like, so far yeah, I mean, down the beach that they got washed away to that he can't even see that. Like I know it's nighttime, but
1: like yeah, he's shouting for
0: them and still no answer. So they got very separated somehow. Yeah, and then we see so this town, this Florida town, which I don't believe is ever named. I don't know if it is or not.
1: But I don't think they do. They they don't ever say, I don't think.
0: It's the Fourth of July, and this town is what would be on the other side of Jack Skellington's Fourth of July tree door. <laughs> In the yes. ring of trees, if you opened the door to the with American flag on it, this is what's on the other side. It's like Christmas town, but Fourth of July. Like these people are crazy about Fourth of July. <laughs> I know it's 1987, well, probably when they made it 1986, the Cold War is still going on, but man, everyone is real patriotic and really has a mat on at Russia. But Yeah, there's a guy flying around on a jetpack, our three kids are like hanging out in some bleachers, and he like flies up to them and is like, good job, soldiers, or whatever the hell he says, and then flies off and they're like, oh my God, crazy, which will come yeah. back kind of. These kids are are
1: super into the the military lifestyle, which I, all their all their dads are either officers or working with you know the military in some way, because they all live in this you know base community. But they're like they dress in camo twenty four seven. They talk to each other like they're you know soldiers in a squad and and all this stuff. So
0: and also yeah, they're, where. They're, Like, I can tell you who this town voted for. That's all I'm going to say. Because (laughs) this kid, at one point, Joaquin Phoenix has a shirt on that says, I wrote it down. It says, why waltz when you can rock and roll with a picture of, like, an M60 on it. And then later on in the movie, I think it's Peter Billingsley's character, Adam, has a shirt that says, I wrote that one down, too. Um, It's a picture of an Uzi with a silencer on it. And it says, the whisper of authority. (laughs) Like, what the hell kind of shirt for children is this? And what kind of parents bought it for them? Well, we know what kind. They're all over the news right now. I'll date this episode a little bit, but it's crazy. I know this, this is like before school shootings were going on so much, and it wasn't really part of the conversation necessarily, but, yeah, these kids are being raised to be real psychopaths. <laughs> all in the name of Murka. <laughs> yeah Joaquin Phoenix in particular really has a problem like really has a problem with Russia because his dad I mean obviously he's just parroting stuff as all kids do that he heard from his dad because his dad we'll get the whole backstory later but his dad like grew up in Hungary when Russia occupied it or whatever and yeah I don't know he's still very haunted by it and maybe that's why he's divorced I don't know But <laughs> he's he's the one child of divorce who's got it lives with his mom and little sister and dad is in another house but um so the kids are out in a raft well they're kind of playing like under a dock sort of on the beach and he finds this book that's all in russian that i guess fell out of the raft and they're like oh wow this is crazy like that couldn't have floated all the way from russia stupid like this is a real 80s for sure an 80s there's a lot of reasons this is an 80s movie but (laughs) one is that (laughs) they love just little kids running around saying shit
1: yeah. They love the word calling shit. Each other, calling each other wussy wussies and
0: Yeah, and uh well Maybe. I'll get to it later. Yeah, some Maybe. other choice phrases <laughs> that you yeah. aren't gonna hear anymore. Yeah, and they take the raft further down the beach after they find this book to what is this bunker? There's like yeah, a bunker it's built into some the old beach.
1: Yeah, some old abandoned beach bunker that I guess the Navy used at some point. I don't know.
0: I guess, but it's but There's like, nothing
1: left in it. It's hollowed out.
0: Yeah, and they're using it as, like, kind of their clubhouse. They've got, like, a table and maybe a sofa or something in there and a bunch of their comics and their Sergeant Slam or dandy. And it's got a... It has, like, a hatch, like, a ladder hatch to, like, climb up out of to somewhere, but there's also just, like, a front door that's barely gated that they, that they usually just come in and out of, so... Yeah, I don't know what this bunker is or why <laughs> all the children have managed to take control of it and it hasn't been, I don't know, locked down by the town or homeless people in it or something. But I guess homeless people didn't exist in 1987 in movies. <laughs> yeah. But on their way there, they also find the raft floating in the water. And they're like, okay, we got this Russian book. We got this Russian raft. There must be, like, Russians have, like, landed. This is the start of World War Three. This is... Like, the invasion has begun. We're in the middle of Red Dawn right now. <laughs> this is, you know, what are we going to do about this? So two of the kids run off to tell their parents, like, wow, we found this stuff. And is it... Danny stays behind. Yeah. Yeah. Walking
1: Or leave.
0: Yes. Because <laughs> he goes in the bunker and gets held at gunpoint by Misha, a big, tall, blonde Russian bohunk who's... Yeah, puts this gun to this kid's head and is like, hey, you're staying here with me now. But his his shoulder, his injured shoulder is his undoing because this kid very easily <laughs> beats him up and escapes, which is a theme that runs through this movie. America is so awesome, even our kids will kick their ass <laughs> because these children later on in the movie will fight and defeat two grown men, <laughs> which is a bit silly.
1: They are drunk. I, I still don't
0: quite buy it. No. <laughs> it's all, you know, <laughs> kids rule, adults drool. Because adult, every adult in this movie is an incompetent fucking boob. So, which, yeah, speaking of, Adam and Jason run back to the house to tell, like, oh my god, the Russians are coming, the Russians are coming. And we meet sister Diane, who's just wants to talk on the phone and doesn't want to deal with these kids. And... I think also Adam's dad like everybody blows them off they're like okay whatever go have fun i have things to do <laughs> so no no adults are listening to any of their chicken little talk so they come they go they go back to the bunker and find Danny being held by Nisha
1: i did want to talk about that part real quick cuz while yeah. they while they're still gone there's this bit where Nisha's kind of questioning Danny and Danny tries to run away and he climbs up the the rung ladder Misha like grabs him and yanks him down and he whacks his nose on one of the rungs and it starts bleeding. I don't think that was scripted. It looked like he really just <laughs> made that kid whack his nose and they wrote it into the movie.
0: Yeah, that could be. So
1: when you see it happen, like it looks like he pings his head off that rung.
0: <laughs> yeah, that's rough. They didn't have stump kids back then either. Well, it's been a theme in a number of eighties movies on this that we've done on the show of child endangerment. <laughs> like. <laughs> Yes, but the other the other two kids come back and they, yeah, they overpower Misha, take his gun away. Jason is pointing at him, and Misha's like, "Hey, gun no work, gun no work. Don't, you know, it was in the ocean with me. It doesn't work," which is a lie because Jason dicking around with his gun (laughs) fires off a bullet which makes the a Looney Tunes style ricochet sound as it (laughs) flies around in this bunker and hurts no one. But again, it's like, it's a real, like, there's just kids with guns in this movie, man. They're just (laughs) having a gay old time. Nobody thinks to like, hey, man, because either either Misha thinks the gun actually doesn't work or he's lying to the kid in hopes that he'll, you know, like, oh, I held this kid at gunpoint with a gun that didn't work. He has no idea. But I hope that's it. Because if you thought that that gun actually worked and you let this kid (laughs) mess around with it, I mean, I know they took it from you, but. you're a grown man and you can see by their t-shirts they're into it so you might want to watch yourself with these gun kids there's a lot of back and forth of the kids running back into town and coming back i guess they've given up on trying to convince the people but danny asks his well danny goes goes home to where he lives with his mom and is like hey i'm going to dad's for the weekend mom never thinks to check up on this Maybe it happens all the time, but it didn't seem like it happens all the time because it seemed like yeah, a, that the was kids weird. Yeah, there's
1: kind of do that. That old.
0: I'm staying at so and so's house, yeah, and I'm staying yeah. at so and so's house, and parents will never communicate with each other, <laughs> which stands up. Um, yeah, he wants to borrow his dad's tape recorder, not actually stay there because his plan is to interrogate this Russian sailor uh, and get it on tape. But he asks his dad, he's like, "Dad, like, if you like, if a Russian washed up on." you know, on our beach, what would you do? And Dan's like, oh, I'd kill him. (laughs) Like, no. Well, son, I don't know. Like, it would depend on, no, just, oh, I'd kill him. (laughs) Great. Your kid's going to be messed up. Um, they've left Adam with Misha alone in the bunker and Misha needs a bathroom break. And it's just like, well, you're not, you're not going to shoot me. I'm just going to wander outside and pee in the bushes. He's all tied up with like, how did he even get, how did you get your flying done? He's all tied up with, he must have untied him because he was all tied up with, like, I don't know what, phone cord or something? Some kind of.
1: Yeah. Yeah, There you, you really do get the sense that at any time he could have walked out. But he kind of he needed a place to hide anyway. And he was pretty sure these kids weren't going to turn him in. And so he just, it kind of feels like he just kind of hung out because he didn't really have any other choice. Yeah. Because at any point, he could have grabbed that gun, bitch slapped these kids, and walked away.
0: Yeah, he could have snapped this kid's neck and just laughed. If he was if he was a bad guy. But obviously, you know, he's a good guy. He's not a bad guy. Yeah, which and is... he's
1: like... He's not really much of like a soldier. Like, he was like radio operator on yeah. the boat. And he's like, I don't really know much about this. I'm not into the politics of it. I was just the radio operator.
0: Yeah, went where I was told to go. Yeah, the movie has a real kind of identity crisis. Because on one hand... I mean, I guess the moral of the movie is, like, Russians. They're just like us. (laughs) You know? But this movie spends so much of its time with these kids and a bunch of adults, like, fucking Russians, get them! You know? (laughs) That I I guess we're supposed to take from that, that, like, oh, but that's not how we should be.
1: Yeah, I did kind of get the feeling that they were kind of made to be kind of silly-looking in that, you know, over-intense... I mean, the parents were a little more... Like, Adam's dad is a little more, like, liberal and like, hey, you know, we don't really need to worry about this so much. And Jason's dad's just kind of like a straightforward military guy. And Adam's dad has his own reason for having his mat on. And so, yeah, the kids, I think, are kind of made to look, like, see how silly this is, these kids, you know, with this
0: over-intense attitude. If our children can learn, why can't we? You know, that kind of thing. Yeah. So I guess it has a good message by the end. But So all the kids are there with Misha in the bunker. They have snuck from their parents' house. Like these parents are so oblivious. Like Jason's dad, one, one of the other dads or somebody calls Jason's dad and is like, hey, is Danny or Adam over there? And he's like, no, Jason's just here. He's out mowing the lawn. Doesn't bother to look because Jason has just rigged the lawnmower to just run by itself. What, All day. <laughs> While he's gone, like for hours and hours, no one's going to notice. But no one notices. These key <laughs> military men are bamboozled by children. But they've taken somebody's bottle of vodka and they brought it to Misha because we know Russians love vodka. It's the one thing we know. And so I think the idea is to get him liquored up so they can interrogate him better. And he offers some to, because Danny's all worked up, like, all right, listen here, commie, we're going <laughs> to, you know, you're going to answer my questions now. I'm an intimidating 11-year-old and Misha's just like hey man have some vodka and chill the fuck out and he's like no I'm not drinking that he's like oh you're right vodka's not for boys which really sets so Jason's like give me that so Jason starts chugging (laughs) vodka spits it out because it's horrible for a child But, but he goes back to it because later he's puking his guts out over it but and Misha gives him not a sob story but like his whole like you know like yeah we're not that different like I have a family and I love them and you know, all the yeah, you know, all the things about like I'm not really a soldier. I was just the radio operator. I'm not even sure why we were here. <laughs> then we get along. The dejected. I called it the dejected Danny Gun song, because Danny just carrying this pistol around, and he while the other two were like bonding with Nisha and hanging out with him, drinking vodka and playing cards. He just wanders out to the entrance of the bunker and watches the sunset <laughs> sadly. <laughs> My and stupid friends love this starting Russian. To,
1: starting to become unsure and kind of like, well, maybe this guy isn't a bad guy, and maybe my dad doesn't have it all figured out.
0: It's just this sad song playing over this kid holding a pistol, just staring out at the <laughs> the sun setting or into or the it. ocean, like.
1: And it's it's Misha singing, and I don't know if it was the actor who really singing, but he had a decent voice, honestly.
0: Yeah, singing a Russian tune. singing
1: some some song in Russian, yeah.
0: So then we cut to a sporting goods store where Boris and the other Russian have broken in and they're stealing clothes and I guess a a bag of golf clubs that they're just going to carry around for the entire week. Yeah, so, no, well, he's hiding his AK forty-seven in there, but still, what a pain in the ass. The golf bags ain't light carrying that around. But yeah, so they steal these clothes so they can blend in and, well, I suppose their other clothes are all wet. But and then they go to. I guess there's a scene in between where it's morning on the beach and Jason comes out. Danny spent the night out on the beach. He's like, "I'm not sleeping in that bunker with you guys in that Russian. <laughs> like, I'd rather freeze my ass off out here in, on the beach at night." But Jason comes out and is like, "Oh my god, I'm never drinking again. <laughs> How does anyone drink that shit? I've been puking up all, all morning. Like, well, yeah, especially if all you all you had to eat before was a chili burger. That's not gonna <laughs> go well with vodka at all." Got a lot to learn this kid. But then our other two Russians are at, they have somehow tracked down and found the house of the guy who was supposed to meet them on the beach, who had snuck this device out of the military base to give to them. And they're like, hey, give us the device. Like, we're here. You screwed us over and left us there, but give us the device. He's like, I don't have it. It's. I took it back to base. I'm not just going to leave it sitting around my house. Like, that's true. Like treason? <laughs> yeah. I've, I've done a little light yeah. treason. <laughs> They do this
1: whole back and forth. He, they don't speak you know, English. He doesn't speak Russian. They're trying to figure out what each other is saying. And he finally gets them with the phrase, go to hell. They understand that. And I honestly thought that he, I honestly thought they killed him at the end of the scene. Because they don't show it, but like, he's like, oh, go to hell. Right. And he's like pointing a gun at him. And I'm like, oh, well, he's dead. But it turns out not. He's, he's in it later. But <laughs> they don't show anything else. I guess they just go, oh, okay, and they leave.
0: Yeah, they, like, threaten him with the gun, but then he doesn't come to anything because he doesn't, like, go and get the device back for them. He's just... He doesn't... They've reached an impasse, I guess. So the kids decide, like, okay, we gotta fix Misha's shoulder, because the shoulder is, like, out of its socket. And who do we know? Like, where are we gonna find someone in the medical profession stupid enough to think that this... Well, because first they're like, well, just say he's my uncle from Sweden, Jason says. And they look at him like, hey, black kid. I, hey, I love that. <laughs> Let's think about yeah, this for a second. Like, we'll
1: tell him he's my uncle. And the, the look that Joaquin Phoenix gives him is so freaking funny. It's like,
0: And then they're like, okay, fine. Like, Danny, he can be your uncle then. He's like, why does this Russian puke have to be my uncle? Like, that's, I don't want that. But obviously he can't, they never say it in the movie, but obviously he can't be pretending to be. Adam's uncle because they're gonna to go to Adam's sister and she'd be like hey that's not our uncle <laughs> I don't know this guy but they so they go to the hospital where Diane the sister Adam's sister works she's a nurse they sort of lure her outside and be like hey our come talk to our friend in the bushes that's not suspicious my <laughs> uncle <laughs> our uncle from Sweden is hiding in the bushes he has a dislocated shoulder help him and it's instantaneous the second Misha and Diane see each other it's instantaneous fuck-eyes. <laughs> like it's, There's no conversation. It's just like, boing. Like, they're just <laughs> instantly. So she brings him in, and but there has to be an easier way to do it. Like, Which is what the kids were trying to do, which was just like, we're just going to pull his arm until it falls back in the socket. But I, mean, I guess there's a specific way you have to do it. But I've never heard of this method, which is, I'm going to go in this drawer at the hospital, where conveniently, for reasons I can't begin to imagine, we have a copy of War and Peace by Tolstoy in hardcover. <laughs> Why? Why is I'm that here? i
1: to, to reset lo- dislocated located <laughs> I guess. guess. I
0: guess. This is highly technical <laughs> medical equipment. It would be weird to me if that was sitting in the waiting room next to the magazines, but just in a random exam room. It's so weird. It's such so stupid, but... Yeah, it's like you're gonna hold this heavy book to like weigh your, pull, like pull your arm down, and then I'm gonna pull on it. But they're interrupted by the appropriately named Doctor MacGufford, because he's Mac, and it's, it's this doctor and a nurse are like, ooh wee, wee you know, with each other. They've been they were gonna sneak off to this room and fool around, and oops, there's people in here, and it comes to nothing because it takes like two seconds for them to be like, okay, bye, <laughs> leave again to go find room, another room that's unoccupied. Though he does try to say, like, oh, I can help you guys. And like, no, he doesn't speak English. And then he catches him saying something in English. So he's not nearly suspicious of that. He has a lot on his plate, though. <laughs> Dr. McElford. He's got things to do. Well, I
1: think do. she, I he sees him with the shirt <laughs> off kind of, Diane kind of gives him a look. And he's like, oh, okay. And, like, backs out of the room, you know. <laughs> which, which doesn't make a lot of sense because there's three kids. There are three there. children It's not like they're, gonna, they're not about to bang it out on the exam
0: table. But. See, I didn't even catch that that look between them that because it didn't even cross my mind that you would use that as an excuse when there's three small children, including your small <laughs> brother in the room. So that didn't even cross my mind. And then we get some pretty solid 80s product placement because they're at McDonald's and Misha's horking down a Big Mac it and was, he says, Oh, it, it tastes like America. Was... America.
1: It was almost as bad as Mac and Me. Not quite, but almost.
0: Yeah, this wasn't specifically made to sell McDonald's the way Mac and Me was, but yeah, it's American as McDonald's shitty little apple pie. But yeah, it, it, tastes, then, it tastes like America. This is amazing.
1: And then they have the most 80s, 80s montage of any movie
0: ever. I mean, what would it be? Like, what would an 80s movie yeah. be without a, a dressing room? yeah it's, it's montage so, the music.
1: like over the top it almost feels like a parody of an 80s getting buying clothes montage because yeah they do the thing where he comes out in like different outfits and the kids like roll their eyes or yeah. you know and he goes back in like six times and then they finally give him the ah big circle finger thumbs up thing and he ah, yeah. it's like yeah it felt like a parody yeah <laughs>
0: but it was before the time when that would even be you know there was plenty of yeah maybe non-parody maybe everything else got <laughs> yeah, maybe this was a front runner because they were still doing that shit when like pretty woman right has one of those doesn't it yeah and that was after this and they're also dancing and this is this guy they found him a walkman and he's dancing and it reminded me so much of crispin glover's dancing and friday the 13th whichever one that is like that insane <laughs> da- like it's like no no one dances like that come i don't care actually what country you're from
1: actually put in my notes the kids teach him to dance like white guys from the 80s
0: who are <laughs> insane and on in coke or something because it's just not it's wild incredibly bad dancing yeah, then yeah, the, they go the town is having its big. Yeah, it's like they went to Thunder Road, <laughs> which <laughs> is this place in Fargo. But obviously, there's clearly, because this movie has the exact same thing, so uh, they must have them lots of places. It has go karts, mini golf, batting cages, an arcade where they're playing Russian Attack. Get it? Rush, apostrophe, and apostrophe, attack. The old arcade game. At which point, yeah. Misha's having a good old time. This is like he's in love with America now. We have arcade games and McDonald's and go karts and all this stuff we don't have in Russia. All we have is beats, I guess. But and he hugs these two kids to like you know he like puts his arm around them. You know and it's like oh we're having such a good time. And Jason pushes him away and says, "What are you homo or something?" Because it's nineteen
1: eighty-seven. I think I think that word actually gets used like three times. Like when the the kids are like doing their little fake arguing, pushing each other around. You're like, who's homo? Bye, bye, bye. Yeah. yeah. It pops up a couple of times.
0: It was the times. Yeah, but the big 4th of July celebration is going around in towns so and they're kind of both mixing in with that, but also like avoiding it because there's MPs around from the base. And they come across at the dock this guy, Rainey, who has caught a manta ray and the... Is shocked to learn from the other fishermen, his fisherman buddies, that like you can't eat that, it tastes like shit. Like nobody eats manoray, what do you You should have just thrown that back. But he's gonna let it, they're taking bets on how long it's gonna take to just suffocate there on the dock if we leave it alone, which really Misha doesn't care for. <laughs> so and
1: they're like pouring beer on it, yeah, they're
0: like, being realized, it assholes. down with
1: their knees, and yeah.
0: But Misha's like, that's not cool, don't do that. And tries to interrupt him, and Raimi's going to, you know, wants to fight him. Big, tough American guy. And they find out his name is Meek because the kids are like, Misha, no, hang on. like, Or Misha, hit him. The kids are like, go, hit him. These violent little <laughs> ne'er-do-wells.
1: And this is neither here nor there, but I just want to point out that Raimi is played by Patrick Kilpatrick. I just thought that was fun
0: yeah who is <laughs> i recognized his face like i've definitely seen him in stuff but when i looked through the imdb i was nothing jumped out at me it was like oh it's that's what i know him from it was just a bunch of stuff i was like i don't even know if i've seen that but he definitely i recognize his face from some something but it's like his name is funny <laughs> he also has a funny name um <laughs> so a fight is about to ensue when some MPs pull up and luckily go straight at Raimi. Raimi must be like a known troublemaker or something because they immediately, they don't even look at Misha as the kids are like run off with them. They grab Raimi like, oh, here we go again. This drunk asshole is starting to fight with somebody, one of the tourists or something. So that ends that. But they do go to a bar. Well, the other two kids fuck off. They're like, we got to go home for whatever and they're like, Danny, yeah, you cause... have you have the best setup because like, your mom and dad are like divorced, so that's awesome, you can tell. <laughs> and he's like, it's not awesome. Yeah, because
1: <laughs> after the fight, Misha's like, look, this is going to be too much, guys. You were right in the first place. You need to turn me in. And they're like, no, we're not doing that. You're our friend. We're going to figure something out. And so they go off to try to try to figure things
0: out. Yeah, and he has a whole speech about, like, oh, America's so great. I never knew, like, you, you, you guys know how to live. Like... <laughs> <laughs> why? Cause you eat Big Macs and play video games? Like, I, guess they, I mean, that's they don't great, have but <laughs> yeah, I've never seen a go kart before, or I do, but that's just what we drive. <laughs> like, that's just—we all have dash cams and we drive around our go karts. <laughs> but so they're at this bar, which I guess kids can just wander around at. And Danny' dad comes in. Yeah, I don't know why Misha was just hanging out at the bar, but. And so it's kind of a tense scene where well, it's like, oh shit! They're, he they're outside,
1: it. and they see his dad pull up across the street, and they're like, oh crap, that's my dad! And he, they're like, duck into the bar, but then the dad comes into the bar, and they're like, yeah. oh crap!
0: But he's talking to me, not knowing that he's Russian or whatever. I don't remember how the conversation gets started because this is a. This is a pretty deep conversation to have with someone you met thirty seconds ago, and you have no real reason to do it. But he—it he,
1: must, must have just been on his mind, and
0: yeah, he had to get he's it just out. triggered today or something with all these kids yelling at him about Russian spies. But yeah, and he unloads on Misha this whole thing about, hey, you know, what sucks, <laughs> growing up in Hungary in nineteen fifty-six when like Russia came and took over. Like my dad threw a rock at a tank, and they killed him like for a rock. That sucks, right? And Misha's like hmm <laughs> i don't have a response to this nodding <laughs> yep smiling and nodding do not speak with your russian accent because this guy might put your eyes out with his thumbs and at this point the parents finally start communicating because they realize that like oh shit my kid's still not home and he's not at your house like this is probably not good <laughs> so they're finally like putting their heads together like we're, we're gonna put a search party together and go find these kids which leads also to Danny's parents sort of having a reunion. Though I don't know why, like, he pulls up to the house where Danny's mom and sister are and gets out. And it's, like, almost this tearful, like, you know, the, the daughter runs up and hugs him like they haven't seen him in a while or whatever. And the mom and dad kind of hug, you know, like they're being brought back together by the fact that, I guess, Danny is missing. But well, I guess he didn't see Danny at the bar. He only saw Misha. I was going to say, you just yeah. saw him. Why are you... <laughs> because the kids have been hiding out all weekend or whatever so they and they figured out that they're not where they're supposed to be then Misha and Diane have a kiss on the dock right as fireworks go off which is i mean whatever <laughs> pretty a little on the nose but okay so the kids have a master plan we're going to steal a yacht right because there's all these yachts docked around we're just going to steal somebody's yacht and we're going to take Misha to Cuba presumably he knows how to drive this yacht because we don't because we're children but they well, keep... actually
1: they they say that just that Jason is gonna do the driving they're like you know how to drive a boat you know you have these maps and stuff so you're gonna pilot the boat
0: okay like, okay <laughs> I mean I'm I, I as a viewer say okay and roll my eyes because well, driving well, your yeah, little driving your little uh yeah, outboard well, motor around the beach... could <laughs> It's not the same as (laughs) driving a yacht, my friend. Yeah. Or navigating your way (laughs) to Cuba. Like, I know it's not that far, but it's still pretty far. (laughs) But they keep getting hassled and interrupted and things on their way to do that. They're trying to get Misha to this boat. And they run into Raimi and his two pals in an alley. And they're drunk. Raimi and Misha finally have their fist fight, which it appears that Misha is going to lose until Raimi pushes one of the kids down or something and then Raimi gets like Hulk Hogan strength. (laughs) You know, like he does the get up and oh no, no, no. You know, (laughs) and so he's fighting and then the two drunk buddies go to jump in to help Raimi and then they get beat up by these children. They get hit with the trash can lid and like kicked in the (laughs) stomach. They're doing like like flying kicks. Yeah, it's ludicrous. And then on top of that, Sergeant Slammer flies by again on his jetpack and sees, just this is the scene he sees. At random. Yeah, he's randomly flying by. I guess he's doing a turnaround to go back to the field where all the fireworks and people are. Which, don't be flying to those fireworks. That's dangerous. But <laughs> he, this is the scene he sees as he f- comes around this corner is two grown men fighting. And two grown men being assaulted by three children. And he just gives them a salute and goes, <laughs> whatever his catchphrase is. And Yo, carry good on. good job, so, man. Good job, man. And flies away. <laughs> Not a good job. Tell someone <laughs> there is a physical altercation between adults and children happening. That's <laughs> not okay. Don't endorse this, Sergeant Slammer. Of course, he has his own problems. We'll come to find out, I guess. But yeah, he's a, With the jetpack man's encouragement, they beat up these men, so... But that slows them down enough that they missed the vote that they were going to steal. So uh, why not just steal another one? I don't know. You'd, they, they can't all be out right now, but... It has left without them. Whoever owns it came back and took off with it. So, now what are we going to do? How are we going to get to Cuba now? But it's a good thing they missed it because down the dock walks Boris and what is the other guy's name? I never wrote it down. It starts with an uh, S L. It's like Solvik. Sol yeah, Slovak or Solvik, who's not as nice a guy. Because they, you know, Misha and Boris hug and like, "Oh my God, you! I thought you died in the water, but you've been in town this whole time. Like, where the hell did you wash up at?" So we're reunited, but Slovak is still sat on like, oh no, no, we're getting, like we came here for that device, we're getting that device. But remember, they got ditched. Their ship, they, their raft flipped over and the Russian boat peaced out and left them behind. So are you expecting them to come back? You haven't had communication with them. What's the plan here? But his plan is we're, we're going to break into that base and we're going to have these kids as like hostages and leverage at gunpoint to make it happen which Misha then kind of just goes along with. He doesn't put up much argument. <laughs> I mean, Granted, they have, like, a big rifle, but still.
1: Yeah, I think it might have been a, you know, if I don't go along with this, they'll probably kill us all. So I'm Trying to keep the kids alive or something, I don't
0: know. Yeah, because Boris is his friend, but Slovak obviously is not. Slovak, you know, was kind of an asshole on the boat, too, at the beginning. So, yeah, yeah maybe like he thinks if I go along with this, sure. then they have a better chance of not killing these kids or something, or... I can keep an eye on the situation, who knows, but he rolls over pretty quick either way. He takes Danny hostage, and they go, they're just kind of standing around outside the fence of this base, I guess planning on or trying to figure out how they're going to get in, and then Raimi and some other soldiers see them lurking around outside and start shooting at them, <laughs> and they run away.
1: Well, no, they 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 try to cut through the fence with bolt cutters, That's and nice it's like it. electrified, and it sets off the alarms.
0: That's and- what it was.
1: They they did no research on this
0: on this heist. <laughs> no, they thought they could just waltz right in. I guess. <laughs> like, which which is it? Is America the great enemy that has all this, you know, super technology that you should be worried about, or do they have bases that you can just cut through a fence and walk into? Like it can't be <laughs> both. Need to figure out what your thoughts are here. So in the see, I have written down that he took Danny hostage, but then it's Danny that finds drunken Sergeant Slammer.
1: Yeah, cuz they
0: do they lose the, the, the soldier, hostage kids when they get chased away from the base.
1: Well, the the soldiers are after them. They get back down to the dock where they had Danny tied up, and they're like, "Oh, we got to go." So they their plan is to take Adam and Jason and leave Danny tied up there. But right, before they right. leave, Misha's like, "Hey, look, please forgive me for this. I I know you've got a good heart, and you know I'm trying to do the right thing." And I trust you and he like I think he unties his ropes and leaves him sitting there to escape
0: yeah this is I think where my notes I think here's around here's where my notes start to get a little sketchy because this this is when the movie is dragging ass (laughs) like honest to God, like this movie isn't even that long but it could have been 20 minutes shorter if you cut out all of this you know oh we gotta get to a boat oh we missed the boat oh we gotta go over here oh no we missed this thing like it just it takes a real long time this section of the movie Without much of significance happening, but Danny, yeah, and so Danny's is...
1: like montages of like the parents searching with like music playing over it and stuff. Yeah. That, I mean, we didn't need any of that, but it happens like three
0: times. But Danny comes across, he sees like a van, and he's like, "Oh shit, that's the van that like the backpack or the jetpack is at," and he opens it up, and <laughs> it's the guy playing Sergeant Slammer is passed out drunk with a bottle in his hand in the back of this van like is this his gig he like drives around i mean it's only fourth of july once a year so i don't know how many (laughs) other towns you're getting out of this but yeah i don't know you get to fly Uh, around in a jetpack man what do you have to be (laughs) a depressed drunk about but he's passed out in the back of this thing and so danny naturally steals the jetpack which from the second you saw the jetpack at the beginning of the movie, you're like, oh, well, one of <laughs> yeah. these kids is riding this jetpack. Like, <laughs> that's inevitable. Which, again, and he gets the jet because at this point, the Russians have commandeered a boat and they've got Misha and the other two kids and they're going out to meet a Russian sub that has just appeared off the coast with no... And no one has noticed as if we don't have a line of defense and sonar and things to warn us of that exact situation. But... um. So they've gone out on a boat. The parents are also on another boat. So everybody's sort of going to meet at this submarine where the Russians have come to pick them up. Though they don't have the device. So this whole thing was for nothing. And here comes Danny flying. Danny flies far in his jetpack, which absolutely not. He would get about four feet off the ground. Then he would turn upside down and fly sideways into a building (laughs) because you don't know what you're doing, kid. But, th- but these kids are all superheroes because it's I don't know, but yeah he would be so dead <laughs> the moment he tried to fly <laughs> this thing. I don't think it's the kind of thing you can just pick up and go. I think you have to. <laughs> I think it takes a bit of practice to fly a jetpack. But but he's flying out. I was
1: already seen a guy do it twice, so yeah, time. for
0: sure, that's good enough. <laughs> When he's flying over, he's just about to get the submarine, and Rainy sees him. He's like, "What the hell is that? That must be some Russian spy shit." And he shoots the jetpack down, and Danny takes a header into the ocean, and is getting dragged to his watery death by this jetpack that he can't get off. And so Misha is prepared to sacrifice himself, takes a shot in the shoulder, or a bullet in the shoulder, as he jumps in to save and saves Danny. Which of course instantly gets the parents on his side because it's like, hey, like you almost killed my kid, <laughs> American, and the Russian guy saved my kid. So, you know, that turns the tide there. And then there's a whole like standoff at the submarine where the Russians have the kids up there, kind of at gunpoint. Raimi's got all the Russians at gunpoint. The parents have Raimi at gunpoint. <laughs> like everybody's pointing it's the end <laughs> of reservoir dogs in this thing. <laughs> Stop pointing that gun at my dad. <laughs> But, and then even like, and Diane's like, I got to get in on this. And she jumps in the water and swims up like, what you, for what? For what? <laughs> By the time you swim there from your little boat and climb up on the submarine, the gunfight could already happen. And you get up there and everyone's dead. But So we have Americans yeah. standing in front of their Russian counterparts to protect them from Raimi, and Raimi gets... I guess discouraged enough to, to take off. I guess. I <laughs>
1: well, and it's it, it's kind of sad because it's it's kind of a cool moment that Danny's dad steps in front of Misha and is like telling Ramy put down the gun. But it's like the worst performance of the movie. He's just like standing up there going, "Put down the gun! <laughs> yeah, put down the gun! Just over and over again."
0: Yeah, it's supposed to be. Yeah, it is supposed to be a touching like. Oh, this is the guy who hates Russians more than anything, and has filled his kid's head with this shit. And now even he is defending Misha. But yeah, it is a yeah, bit well, undercut. While he's doing
1: that, Misha's yelling at the Russians. You know, put down your guns, put down your guns. So eventually, yeah, the Russian sub people are like, okay, and they, they put down their guns. And so they, yeah, Raimi eventually gets the right idea. But
0: and then we have. Yeah, like a teary goodbye of all the kids saying goodbye to Misha and Diane saying goodbye to Misha and, you know, he's just going to go back to Russia now and be with his family and all none of this really mattered because <laughs> nothing came of it whatsoever. Just no one died. Fun weekend. No, a Nothing was stolen. Diane didn't leave for Russia with her new boyfriend. Misha didn't stay. Everything goes back to the way it was on Friday morning. But the, the, the last note that I have, because it cracked me up, one of the last shots we see is, like, the parents' boat, like, taking off to, like, leave. Like, okay, the Russians are leaving in their submarine. No big do, no big whoop right off the Florida coast. We're time to head home. But they are leaving without Danny because Danny jumps into the water. And as he's jumping into the water, their boat is pulling away. <laughs> like, they're leaving his ass there, it looks like. And that's it. Not much yeah. to it. that's, that's Ruskies.
1: There's a funny little scene I just mentioned because I, I thought it was funny uh, where we find out that the, the American contact isn't dead because he gets arrested by the MPs. Like He's sitting on his couch and there's a knock on the door. Oh, he's yeah. like, hey, I told you, I'm not going to go back and get the device, blah, blah, blah. He opens the door and he's like, oh. The MPs are standing there all with their guns cocked, pointed at him. So I guess he didn't die.
0: <laughs> they, they figured out that he, he was the inside man on that. So, but he's—I guess he's the only one whose life was really impacted by this. Anyway, I mean, I guess everyone learned a lesson, but
1: traders—traders go to the grave, correct? And yeah, the—and then the last shot is the kids sitting in their bunker reading War and Peace. Yes, and uh, now wearing polo shirts and khaki shorts, no more camo. They've, they've yeah. learned their lesson, so they've become better people.
0: And and fast readers, because they're halfway through War and Peace.
1: <laughs>
0: yeah. The next day? <laughs> bullshit. <laughs> Unless this is four months later, you're not halfway through War and Peace. Fuck off. <laughs> it didn't happen. <laughs> and that's... Yeah, that's Ruskies. It's fine. I don't know.
1: Yeah, it was alright. I mean... There's not much to definitely, right. yeah, it. Definitely, yeah. It's was, not terrible, it
0: but now I, now that I've seen it, I understand why it isn't one of those movies... That people talk like you know the people have great nostalgia oh, yeah. for from the, that time it's period not, of the 80s it's not for an 80s kid not it not probably Fort doesn't Lewis. come up often or even yeah or like i said uh, which one did i say earlier <laughs> oh fly the navigator or oh yeah yeah um what's another one i don't know any number of <laughs> movies Bro-pabs. that I don't <laughs> that either by by benefit of being really good or being really bad is remembered like this this i feel like this is a movie that just no one even remembers i didn't so <laughs> who knows maybe there's a contingent of loyal rusky fans out there but i've never met them yeah Yeah, know kind of a shrug of a movie for me it is that yeah, time well, of the... can... oh,
1: i was just gonna say you know better than a, a good chunk of the movies we watched but not anything super great
0: no definitely not anything worth Seek. i'm like yeah it's not terrible it's not something to like avoid like the plague but it's not worth seeking out either it's a movie that exists (laughs) that's about (laughs) you know it's kind of all there is to it it is that time the episode where i press the magic button to find out what next week's movie chosen completely at random from everything streaming will be pressing the magic button now next week's movie is wicked little things from 2006 it is on Tubi it's a horror movie obviously
1: I'm I actually familiar I own that movie oh it has it's uh, it's
0: not bad it has Chloe Grace Moretz in it from 2006 she must have been a little she must be a little kid in this movie yeah I like I like a little little kid Chloe Grace Moretz she's a good I like grown up I like the grown up version too but She gets a bad rap. I feel like people don't like her for some reason, but I always liked her. I don't know. She's fine. Yeah. So, yeah, that's next week's movie, Wicked Little Things, from 2006 on Tubi. That is your homework should you choose to accept it. And then the episode after that will be the big episode 75, full-length commentary, like I do every 25 episodes. So we'll see how that goes. I've gotten lucky. The first two were It's a Wonderful Life and John dies at the end. So my luck can't hold up (laughs) I mean it has to be something that's just like what even is this how am I going to talk about this for an hour and a half straight but we'll see that's another week away yet where can people find you out and about Um, sir uh,
1: Instagram I am project or I am at project nerd shirt Twitter I am nerd underscore shirt yeah, that's pretty much it. I don't really use much of anything else anymore.
0: All right, and I am at Lambert, 78 on Twitter. The show is at That's a Random P2. The show has an email address, That's a Random Pod at gmail.com for anything you have to say to me or about the show, for that matter. Uh, coming in the next couple weeks, a long, I was going to say long-awaited, but people probably don't really care, <laughs> long gestating <laughs> uh, mailbag episode where I will... It into all the ones I've already received maybe that will inspire people to write in I don't know artwork for the show by Joe Humphrey who's at mr Joe Humphrey on Twitter check out all his stuff I think that's it for me what were you saying
1: uh, I was saying I'm I'm very much looking forward to that episode
0: I want to hear what people have to say yeah should be all right well <laughs> it's probably less interesting than talking about movies but it feels like a really like pat your own self on the back kind of I don't know but
1: well i'm just i'm hoping there's a lot of letters talking about the movies so we we find out what other people think about the movies that we've watched
0: sure sure yeah so (laughs) look for that and wicked little things next week and i think that will do it for this week on behalf of myself and chris goodbye and have a good week goodbye